Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week, we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better, pancakes or French toast. All shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. This is the Brothers Bear Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. How about you intro us in? All right, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you a countdown. You have an intro us, so I'm going to have you intro us. What? In five, yeah, in five, no, four, three. Not. Hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just, right right as we hit record, I'm like, Freddie, you're introing us in. <laughs> He's like, wait, no, I'm, I'm not. the bad intro. You do it. <laughs> intro it. Intro it for me. Oh. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour. I'm Podcast. still learning. Yeah, you're still learning. You know, I am your host, Santos. And as always, I am joined by... Freddy Morales, para servirles. Yes, the, 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 the man who got nervous. How can you be nervous? You get on stage. You've been in front of thousands of people. Like, how do you get nervous? It's weird. It's weird. It's it, it, I guess when it's like very intimate and very close, like just one or two, three, four people. Or yeah. One, it's very, it's weird <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's weird. It happens. Oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. You guys, if you just see <laughs> Freddie's face when I told him, you're doing it. He's like, what? Like, like literally a deer in headlights. <laughs> I'm not gonna. What? What? Oh man, that was funny. All right, oh. ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. This episode is the final episode of our Jim Carrey series. We've done it all. Yeah. We started off with the mask. We did Liar Liar, Truman Show, and this is the last one, The Cable Guy, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into the Cable Guy, we have to talk about. Um, like I like I meant, if you've listened to our 35th anniversary episode, and if not, I'll I'll repeat one part of it. If you're listening today, on January, um, January, <laughs> on July 3rd, <laughs> it, it today is the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. 35 years since that awesome release for me, the greatest 80s film of all time. The name 88 Miles Per Hour podcast comes from. Well, when he says you got to travel 88 miles per hour to, you know, to get the flux capacitor working and poof, travel through time. So in those episodes, I've talked about it. I've in many episodes, we've talked about it myself. I've said so much. But Freddie being new 
has yet to talk about. Actually, honestly, I have yet to talk Back to the Future with Freddie. So this, for me, just like you listening right now, is the first time I'm going to hear this guy talk Back to the Future. So I'm going to hand it over to this guy. I mean, he could be like, you know what? This movie sucks. <laughs> you know what, know. man? Oh, man. No. This movie, to me, is a representation of the 80s. I mean, I can watch this movie over and over and over again because it's just a beautiful film of the 80s and uh of course just the storyline going back to the future is everybody's i mean who wouldn't want to go back to the future or maybe the into the future yeah into the future or travel into the past go to the past you know all that. i think i would like to go back i would like to go back to the 80s fuck the future i don't even know (laughs) Who yeah. knows what, what would happen in two Seriously. years? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to know. I don't want to. I just, you know, I would like, but I would like to go back. What and... year? If you could pick a year, oh, what year dude. of the 80s, bro? 84. 84? Yes. A lot of things happened in 84. I mean, from music and MTV was on. I mean, the world was changing. Music was just evolving. Yeah. Every band sounded different. I mean, come on. 84? Forget it. That was the, the greatest year. I was 14. God, I'm old, huh? <laughs> See, that's cool, though, because you were in high school yeah. in the 80s, bro. Like, I I mean, I was, what, four years old in 85, because that's the year I would pick. So yeah, I'll yeah, pick yeah. 85. I was four because I was born in 81. But, like, like, the 80s is just an amazing time. Like, 85, 84, like, even 86. Yeah. Like, they had some of the most amazing films. Let me tell you, from, like, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. 89 was like, oh, no, we're leaving the 80s. The yeah. 90s are coming. It was a fucked up fucking year for all of us. Excuse my French. But it was. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I, did, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I mean, it was hard for me. I was already in my late teens, 19, going into the 90s. And it was weird, bro. It's like everybody did not. As soon as the 90s came, no one didn't want to talk about the 80s. And look, now everybody's talking about the 80s. It's everybody like it wants became to, an embarrassment almost. Because I don't like, understand why. Yeah. I just under, don't understand why. And it's funny because when people pick, oh, yeah, the 80s. Look at you what you're wearing. What are you wearing? You're wearing Reeboks 80s or you're wearing an 80s shirt. What the hell is wrong? It's exactly. like, you know what I'm saying? I think when it was, it may, it may have been kind of, you know what they say, like the Gen Xers of the 90s, but more so like because the music completely changed from like everything, even though there is music that 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 was like the lyrics were sad or depressing. Everything sounded very happy, poppy, you know, because the music of the eighties was very danceable, you know? And well, because look at everybody was cold, was all high on Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather have a bunch of people who are happy on Coke than depressed people who are just, you know, just not having a good life. I don't know. I'm but that's why I'm the a, music. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Coke. I'm just, it's, it's be, I'm being funny here. Yeah. But seriously, the eighties, was happy times the 90s depressing yeah i mean because you had grunge music and yes. then you had like the the the, the was it the uh no no it was metal the, it was everything it was the hardcore stuff yeah there you go the long the, hair you know no more depeche mode it's the like, gangster oh. rap i couldn't it, think of the term but oh, gangster yeah. rap so yeah. you had two two like you had the the rock and then you had the rap and then that's where it got real of what was happening, oh, especially totally. like in, in LA, like was a different change, like, like look, all over 92. the country. As soon yeah. as 92 rolled out, look what happened in 92. We had the LA riots. So yes, 
times did change, music did change. Uh, I was a kid that came from happy to night and day coming from, oh, wow, let's be mad. Let's do this. I'm like, oh, shit, my life just changed. And we're yeah. all just and pissed that's off why, now. Like, they huh. look at the 80s and they're like, look at that. that look at the way the fashion, the hair, like all of that. Oh, man. It, they just started clowning it. But then some some point in like the mid, like after everything, when it, when it hit alternative music where like it was like 95, 96, moving forward from there, I remember like the 80s had a big resurgence. Like that's when like I remember Richard Blade, he would do his like like uh his what was that 80s yeah. flashback lunch? Yeah, like, and then in he, the afternoon. He, he also had his own little label when he would I mean seriously, he had CDs of like Duran Duran Depeche Mode with like Richard Blade. Like you're buying a CD with Richard Blade's favorites. So he had a collection. So yeah. You know, Richard Blade was able to maintain and keep the 80s alive. Till this day, he's still around. People say, who's Richard Blade? Richard Blade is just one of the biggest radio. If you're not from California, let's put it this way. This guy is the guy who knows the 80s. Yeah, he's on Sirius Satellite, though. So yeah. I know he does yes. have shows on Sirius Satellite. Yeah. But he, he, points, he points out that in his, in his book, his autobiography, that like when k-rock was switching to like they're like no more 80s we're not doing 80s like the guy who was in charge of the programming he came in and he put he's like he just started playing um blue monday so he's hearing blue monday and and richard's like all right that's cool blue monday and out of nowhere he stops at the record and he says this we are no longer playing this type of music anymore we're done with this because they were changing and then with richard he's like all right well, what the hell would i do so one day they decided to do like a whole 80s weekend and they realized that it was a massive hit ratings were high they were huge so at that point they're like oh crap like people still like the 80s so that's where like the whole flashback lunch like richard blades hour and all that came back into effect so people kept listening so they like i remember every day in the 90s growing up i would still hear the 80s and like like towards the late nineties, like there was all this like resurgence of eighties where like people like would have the, these mixtapes of 80 songs. Like it never went away. Like, and then especially in the two thousands right now, I feel it's more only the music that's kind of not the music I'm saying movies, but no, actually music. Look at the weekend. His latest album is very eighties, very eighties. The way it's written. There's a lot of, it's funny. There's a lot of saxophone. And when you have music with saxophone, what does that have? It's 80s. So it's funny to hear now um, these today's artists. And I like it because the 80s are still around. That's what I'm saying. This yeah. movie, well, going back to the movie. Yeah. My father took us to go see this. I remember all of us. Right. Yeah. My dad was a very good movie goer. He would, <laughs> nice. he would take it. Yeah. My, uh, God rest his soul. I miss my dad. And he, uh, he would take us. But he wouldn't take us to like the... Like we lived in Southgate. He wouldn't take us to those movie theaters. He would just make it on Sunday. He would say, all right, we're going to Hollywood. We're going to go to the man's Chinese theater. Oh, dude. Yeah. My dad made it a very fun for us. So he made okay. it like, all right, we're going to Hollywood and, you know, be in line and we would have dinner and then we would go see the movie. And that was our family time with, with my, my family. That's awesome. So yeah. My, in, my dad was the same way when he came to movies. Like we would oh. go see so many movies in the 80s because of my dad though we would we would go to in commerce you know <laughs> yeah right but this because they did a twofer pay for one you get two movies hey i like that twofer man yeah dude that was awesome and and plus we'd be there all day we sneak into the other theaters what i was gonna say real quick uh yeah i wasn't saying that the the 
the music 80s isn't big yet the influential side of music is huge right now oh there yeah, are yeah artists yeah. that are influenced but what i'm saying the actual music like artists like songs from the 80s like you don't you don't play that as much as they as it used to be played back when you know that but yeah, it's funny because a lot of these artists are so influenced. It sounds like 80s music, yet you don't get to hear actual 80s bands, their music being played unless they're those headliners like freaking Depeche, Morrissey, Cure, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You hear, uh, you know, Cindy Lauper, Madonna, mm-hmm. it's all the George Michael, you know. The other day I was in the elevator taking my mom to the chiropractor and I, you know, I heard like probably 380 songs. From the from the time going up to the doctor to the time coming down to going to the parking lot, like three '80s songs. It was George Michael, uh, OMD, and uh, Tears for Fears. Yeah, you know what's weird? What supermarkets? They they haven't let go of the '80s because supermarkets, especially like you go to Food for Less or something, they always have '80s. I'll be in there and you know hearing you know. You know why? Because there's a DJ back there. Hey, what do you like, Holmes? Hey, I'm, I'm putting some. I'm putting some lemons over here. Can you put some uh, <laughs> 80s, bro? I'm bored. Okay, here's some 80s. <laughs> yeah, he's like, put some Thompson Twins, bro. <laughs> hey, put some, hey, ponle, hey, dile que le pongan Morrissey. A mí me gusta mucho el Morrissey's. <laughs> yeah, Morrissey's with the S. <laughs> yeah, you're always walking in. in the hey, a ti te gustan los Smites? No, it's the Smiths. Pues esos pendejos, los Smites. <laughs> <laughs> you know los los flocking seagulls eh? it's a nice eh? yeah the flock of seagulls <laughs> oh it. man yeah oh, man. it's uh it, it, but that's where the 80s still exists is when it comes to like oh every time i go i go to some market they're always playing you know you're walking through getting your bread and all yours don't you want me baby and you're just like let me see do i need a loaf of bread oh some hamburger <laughs> you're, you're paying you you're, you're paying but, but see and it's making fun because i'm like paying i'm like don't you how much is it five five nine yeah the cashier see how much here's your change four four forty nine <laughs> oh man i mean as you can tell ladies and gentlemen see, you look happy see i was yeah. happy Exactly. I, was pissed. I was pissed off earlier because I had to fucking tell some haters on Facebook to fuck off. But see, and oh, now I'm happy. <laughs> no, you know, I'm a nice guy, but sometimes se pasan. And, I, you know, nice guys yeah. also have to tell them to, you know, back off. So I'm sorry. I have to tell the people. It's, what, ha- it's what happens with Freddie, man. Like, you know, he's, he is. He's a nice guy. If you were ever run into him, especially like if that ever happens, actually, because we got shut down again. <laughs> hey, dude, I, I, I don't leave. I, I'm just here now. I'm like part of the building now. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. I'm like, and you know, what's funny is like, I, I, I tend to get close to passing Freddie on the way when I make my deliveries, because I know I know basically somewhat where he lives. So I'm like, and it sucks because I'm like that whole area, like they're getting all shut down again. I'm like, damn it, man, that sucks. The restaurants here, they were so happy. You know, I know all the restaurants here on Melrose and, and they were all happy. And now they're like closed. It's like everybody's confused, bro. The bars too, they just opened up and then they're like, okay, like, we got to close. God, make up your mind. Okay, fuck it. We got to close. Hey, sorry, Freddy. No more. Give me that beer. <laughs> we always drinking it. Now but, I was, but I was paying, but I paid for it. Okay. You got to close or I close out. <laughs> and then that's what happens. Freddy goes home. He that's cries. It. And then they go, hey, fuck, for the July. Oh, fuck. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> they just get a sparkler, I, go outside the house. That's it. I get it, bro. They're losing income. Fourth of July weekend, come on. 
Yeah. No income. Ah, uh, anyway, that's another story. But anyways, yeah. back to the future. All right, back to yeah, back, back, back to the future, right? So let's travel back to back to the future. Yeah, and the, yeah, and I mean, if you guys dig into that movie, also get the I don't know, get the special edition where it tells you everything about how the movie was made, what who influ- you know, what it took to make this movie, and I mean. And then uh, the actors, too. I mean, uh, you know. obviously, freaking Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson. Uh, and I, I, I grew Lover. up. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I grew up by watching uh, Michael J. Fox, you know. Yeah, Family Ties and all yeah. that. Yeah, great actor, great so, actor. So all in all, you know. And well, you know what's funny? You you were mentioning, like, oh, with, you know, Back to the Future and 80s. It's, it's a pinnacle thing when you think about the 80s being Back to the Future. But it's funny because that film, he travels back in time to the 50s. And he spends most of his time in the 50s. Like, when we look, like, okay, like the clubs, all the clubs you go to, and if you've been to any 80s clubs, their promotions, and they're like, you know, this weekend we have, they always have a DeLorean, right? They always, like, they have something yeah. back to the future in, yeah, inside yeah. the clubs. They arcade, have, an arcade Pac-Man or something. Yeah, they have, you know, <laughs> it's funny because back to the future, the only 80s part is the DeLorean and a little bit of marty but you don't see craziness of like the typical 80s when you th- when you see movies like the way the wedding singer makes the 80s look like you don't see that because it's literally a little bit of marty he's in high school but he doesn't look all crazy they're not wearing day glow they're not in freaking tie dye like no no yeah exactly I mean, not tie dye um you know spandex or they don't do the the typical 80s what like swarty girls wear to a like an 80s party like no they don't it doesn't look like that it looks like just the way the 80s looked at the time then it takes place in the 50s and they're all in the 50s the music of the 50s everything 50s yet we see a we see back to the future as an 80s movie and i think that you know what happens. yeah you you want know it does make sense the way you pinpoint it does take, take place in the 50s but see for me it was interesting to see that lifestyle in the 50s because that's how yeah. my parents my parents grew up in the 50s you know mm-hmm. so i like to see they were into rock and roll rock and roll was coming in you know um just the way the culture was back then society you know uh what was in what was not you know and used to have bullies and haters back then still who you know all right ladies and gentlemen well there you have it that's our little back to the future talk even though most of it, we started talking about the actual 80s instead of it. But that's the show. That's the new show of 88, man. We never stay on track because we like to just F with the time circuits and go all over the place. Exactly. It's a spontaneous show. It's, yes, it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is the final movie, the final pick of the month. And I, this was my pick because Freddie picked the first two. Uh, the last right. one we let the audience pick. So then this was the pick. I got to pick this one. And I went with, ladies and gentlemen, with 1996's The Cable Guy. It's listed as actually a black comedy. When I was young, I didn't know what the hell a black comedy was. Because I was like, I just thought comedy was comedy. It, it, and when I found out what a black comedy was, it's a movie that has kind of like a serious tone to it. It does have like, you know, because it gets dark. It does get dark, but there's also comedy involved. And there's a lot of dark comedies that exist today. But for me, Cable Guy was like the first one that I ended <clears throat> up seeing. Um, this movie was <clears throat> released June 14, 1996. It was a budget of $47 million and it made a, in the box office $102 million. Um, A lot of people say this. Well, one, this movie, though, was in a box office bomb. It didn't make as much movie as his previous movies that he made, but it still 
not considered a flop, though at the time what had happened is studios started and production companies started putting out the the word that all oh, this movie sucks this movie was a flop this is terrible and the reason being is that this was the movie that started the whole 20 million dollar thing for jim carrey i i believe we mentioned this in liar liar he got paid 20 million dollars or or yeah yeah because, i think 2020 became his favorite yeah <laughs> and that was the thing uh since this was the movie that got him that studios were like, what the hell? Like you guys are going to change the game. Now all the cele- like actors and actresses are going to ask for $20 million, blah, blah, blah. So the studio was trying to be like, nah, let's just make it seem like it's not worth it. You're going to pay 20 million bucks. This movie flops. So there's no point in paying that much for actors. So that that's why, but this movie honestly was a hit. Uh, some tidbits, this movie, uh, the plot, if you want to know the plot about this movie, it's, it's simple. A lonely and mentally disturbed cable guy raised on television just wants a new friend, but his, but his target, a designer rejects him with bad consequences. So that's all it is, man. This whole movie is about this guy who just wants a friend. And I think I've had I've had one of those guys in my life. Oh, really? What's that? What's that story? He wanted to be really my friend. And then you know how you meet people in your life. You're like you and you know how to kind of limit how much you're going to be in your life. It's like, well, I'll give you well, I'll give you this kind of friendship of a limit pass or something. (laughs) No, this guy wanted the full on pass. So he would do like, you know, back then, I mean, he would, you know, page me. We had pagers back in the day. So what are you trying to say? Would you put 911 on it? <laughs> yeah, 911 call me. What's up, dude? Oh, I just want to see you. You're right, Freddie? It's like, yeah, I'm, everything's okay, bro. It's like, yeah, I was on? washing my hair, bro. Like, yeah, so what are you doing later? Um, I'm going to go see you. Uh, go on a date? Oh, okay. Can I come? What the hell? <laughs> I just met you, dude. What the hell's going on? I thought you were like, hey, if you need a, you know, like, you know, it's like, you want to hang out? Like, well, yeah, we hang out with some other dudes. You know, we can yeah. hang out. You know, it's like, I don't have a best friend right now. I don't want a best friend. <laughs> so this, mo- this movie brought out a lot of like, oh, my God. I remember when he would do stuff like that or just crazy. Yeah. And Jim Carrey is very scary <laughs> in this film. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think this one, to me, I didn't get on, on board because it was dark. Like I said, it was it was it was a time where you had dark comedy come in to where it's like all happy, yeah. you know, woo, and then you have this weird kind of dark comedy now at your face. You're like, wait a minute, I'm not used to this. This is you know, right? This, char- this character is very obsessive. He's intelligent, but he's controlling and he's stalking you. It's like, oh man. Yeah, it's like when for me when I saw this, I remember as a kid, like, you know, cause I, fuck, I don't know how old I was, but I was, I was probably like young junior high or something. Yeah. Cause 96. Um, I was 26. You were 26. Oh, okay. So, so I was, I was, it was in the summer leading into, Oh, well, yeah. Based on memories then it was because there's a song in this movie. Um, the one that goes, do, 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 do. I don't know. How oh that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's when when he's on his date when they're watching uh they're gonna about to watch sleep just in seattle right and there's that song there's <laughs> a guy that's it. and that song always takes me back to the summer freshman year when i was forced into playing football <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't want to play football, but because my brother was a sports guy in school, you know, star athlete, whatever. Like I had to join football and I hated <laughs> Like, and, oh man, you're the, forced. That sucks. Yeah, and, and then freaking that song at MTV when they freaking played music videos, they that song was a hit. So they would play that video all the time. And I remember that song would be on and me having to get ready to go freaking walk to school for football practice during the summer, like during hell week and everything. And I hated it, man. I was like late every day. And I remember the coach even telling me like, if you're late one more time, Santos, he's like, you're going to get kicked off the team. And I'm like, Fuck. I'm like, all right, man, like whatever. And I was like, okay. And I didn't want to get in trouble at home. So, but that's why like the cable guy, that song, like it, it always takes me back to that moment of time, that summer of, leaving eighth grade going to my freshman year of high school so it's like it, it, this this is like a time like it time travels for me i Damn. get those nostalgic feels heading back to this you know because of this movie you know how i now that we we do this and it it also takes me back to what i was you know back in my days you know i was 26 when this came out so yeah i was working at an import export company out in lax i was very being responsible kid (laughs) but i was doing (laughs) i was doing music and i was just getting into the music scene i got a job at groove radio i think during that time and uh and yeah during that time i would go out and see a lot of movies with friends or dates and uh it just takes me back. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I saw this movie with this person. Or, or I wonder how that person is doing. I remember seeing that, you know, because, you know, moviegoers, you, you go out with your friends or you go on your dates. So it's, it's like when you buy cologne, you wear the cologne, reminds you of someone, you know, like, oh, is that weird or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember in junior high, the cologne was, I didn't see, I never, I don't even do it now. I don't wear cologne. But that the cologne that was huge at the time, what was it? Cool water. I'm old school. I'm old school. I'm old school, dude. Did you I wear, wear cool cologne. waters? Cool waters? Yeah. No, I you I I wore waters cool. <laughs> I got the swap me version. In eight, in eighth grade, every single time, dude. There, I always hear this in the in the in the freaking locker room. He's like, "Hey, dog, you got some cool waters? Can I borrow cool waters? You have any?" Like, every, every, first of all, first of all. <laughs> I, I'm I got that cologne. I cool water. Yeah, everybody, every dude has cool water. That's like the that's like my backup. But <laughs> I have my you know I like to smell my own. I don't like to smell like every other dude. Like I'm just like that. I don't like. Yeah. Hey, can I? Hear, I go no, dude. Yeah, I don't want you to wear my scent. Buy your yeah. own scent. No, come on, hey. It's like no, you get your own. You buy. So I'm not being. It's just no. I don't want you to use. You, you know. That you, makes of course, sense. everybody. <laughs> Think it about is. it, bro. Think about it. Okay, you got you get your cool waters, right? You spray it on you and say you're, you know, you're whatever. You're in high school, junior high, whatever, <laughs> and you have a girl, right? You got yourself a girl, yeah. and she likes your smell. Like, yeah. She's like, oh, this is what I recognize for him. But then if you let someone borrow that, and she she happens to get a whiff, she's gonna get thoughts of you, but be like, hey, this guy smells like my boy. Sometimes, like, and then what if she starts getting feelings for him? No, that's just the way it is. It's like for me, like when when I would go on dates and that, and I love when women wear perfume because it it kind of like wow, it's the fun about it. It's like wow, I remember that day. You know, that scent yeah. just reminds. It's just that's just that's just the way I like about perfume, and that's why I wear it too. And I have my favorites. And and how the hell did we get from perfume to them from the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. Seeking <laughs> hey, hey, I'm selling cable here, man. Not perfume. 
<laughs> Who knows, man? I mean, well, it's see what it is. No, the reason why the, I'm why? telling you, every time we we drift off, it o- it's always connected to the movie. Okay. The reason why we went into this tangent is because we it it, it this movie takes us back. It it, oh, it right. reminds okay. us yes. about the time when when this movie came out, where we were at that time, what was going on. So that's why, let like, me, even though let, we trail off, it it it's always connected yeah. to the game. Let me, let me ask you, because I never yeah. asked you, how what did you think of Jim Carrey's performance on this film? Like Honestly, you've seen him, you've seen him and all the other ones. Like I just wanted to know your input. Because to me, it was totally different. Now yeah. I'm used to it. I got used to it, but it was like that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't jump on this movie till later. Yeah. I, I liked it because like, like I'll, I'll give you both aspects. When I was a kid, I loved this movie. They showed it on HBO all the freaking time. So I watched this all the time, but I loved this character because I really loved what he was doing. It was, yeah. it was obviously once again, you know, he always played these characters. He wasn't the straight man. And you know, he had like a list. Yeah. So when he would play this, yes. he would have the list, but what I liked is like, you know, where some of my friends at the time, they didn't like, like they felt he was a dick. Like he would, he would go overboard. Like when they're playing basketball, he didn't know how to be around others. Oh my but God. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I liked yeah. how he was like, cause he was trying hard, but he didn't know how to socially interact with other people. And so, there's people like that today. Today, yeah. there's people like that. I've encountered those people who are like, they're cool with me, but they don't know. I'm like, dude, you're acting like a dick. What? What? Hey, man, I'm just being like, I'm like, fuck, dude. You need to tone it down a little. Yeah. You need to, you need to, like, well, hold on. You need to get to know us and then you can tone it up. So you can't, but, but, you know, some people are just all like that. But yeah, this, this character was, um, I mean, it's, a, it's a great character. It's, it, he, it is dark, but what's cool is that they give you a backstory so that you're not just like, why is he like this? Yeah. No, they tell you why. Right. Because he grew up with nobody. His father wasn't around. Um, I don't I don't know if his did it say I can't remember if his father passed or he just didn't exist. Um, and then his mom would constantly go out. Like she's just was a oh she I, it's not and it shows that it's not oh she's working. No. She literally he's like, I thought you said I would have a brother. Well, that's why mommy goes out. And that and and that's where he's leaving. And it's funny because I didn't know this. Um, and my girlfriend told me that the the person is um god damn it, what's her name now? I was gonna say the wrong, not Janine Garofalo, freaking um because yep. that's literally what I wanted to say. What's that female comedian? The other one. Um Leslie. No, 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 no. She, she's um, she, Kathy Griffin. Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Griffin. Okay, there you, there go. you yes. go. So yes. Kathy Griffin, she played. That's who that is. Now the voice is someone else. Right. That's not her voice, but that's Kathy Griffin. Because if you have Amazon Prime and you pause it, it gives you the names, like their pictures of who is on screen at the moment. So when you pause it, <laughs> it says Kathy Griffin. I was like, what the hell? I was like, so yeah. So she's she's in that scene. And but it's not her voice, and you could see like her face is kind of blurred out when she's far away. But yeah, that 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 mom was never home, so you get you know why he's the way he is. But here's a question to you: Okay, he he's obsessed with with Matthew Broderick's character, right? Stephen. He wants to be yes. friends with Stephen. He's obsessed. Like I want to be his friend. 
So they play it off like he's very lonely. Hell, the, the tagline right here or whatever description says he's very lonely and wants a friend. Right. Okay. Who the hell are those people in his in, in at the karaoke party? He says those are her preferred customers. He got fired for getting obsessed and stalking his customers. So why does he need friends with those? It goes to show he hangs out with those people. They know him. So shouldn't he have friends? Like why they're made? So like those are fake just, friends. They're fake friends. They're fake friends. I mean, look, those people, they make believe friends. So it's like, look, I have friends too. Come on, let's hang out and this and that. And then they don't really. Nobody. They're like, well, we're just, we're just. I think we're just friends for twenty four hours or the forty hours. That was it. You know, I'm out. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean. But why would they agree to to come on, like hang out with him? Maybe that's the uh, thing. But see, he's a conniving. He's like he will do anything to get your approval to see, you know, to get his friendship. So who knows what he did to them? He probably bought them to come that night. You know, you, you just things like that. You know, I don't know. Um. Okay. 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 So check it out. Check it out. All right. So I'm gonna see it how you're you're telling me. All right. So let's just imagine these people didn't exist. Uh, as he meets Steven, these people did not exist. Okay. They don't, they're, they're nowhere. Now he wants to like, okay, I want to show him that there, we could, I could throw a party. So he's going to these people and be like, just like he went to his girlfriend, Robin, he went, he found out, oh, they have cable <laughs> knock on their door. Hey, you know, I'm cable guy, blah, blah, blah. I could hook you up with free cable. If you just do me this favor and come to this party. Exactly. All right. So all these people, all they know is like, he's a cable guy. Well, fine. We'll go to the party. And if you look at all these people, minus the cop, all these people look like they probably don't have friends themselves. Exactly. Like they got like the weird bunch, the, the freaks yeah. at table nine, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's like, and they're, you know, they're all singing along and, I mean, so, okay, so I'll see it that way. That makes perfect sense because at first he says, oh, these are my preferred customers. And I'm like, why isn't he obsessed with them? Why only Steven? If he, if these are his friends that are his customers, but it makes sense now the way you put it, that okay. he just, he got these specifically for this party. That's it. But he uses the cop again, though. That's the thing. Remember when Steven yes. gets arrested you see that cop again. Right, right, he right. He comes in. He's like, you're you're under arrest for of stolen property. Better, right, better. Exactly. And it's that cop again. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like, I, it's still, I, it's like, it makes me wonder, like, who are these people? Where do they go after this? Does he still talk to them? Does he leave them alone? Obviously, he went back to the cop maybe and be like, he, he gave the tip. Like, hey, this guy has stolen property. Or is he helping him out? Being like, yeah. Because remember, when he's in the juvenile facility, juvenile facility, what am I saying? He's not a kid. <laughs> when he's in jail... And then he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna report, I'm gonna turn you in, I'm gonna let people know. And then he sees the the one of the guys, the guards, and he's like, Hey, how's that sports package working out for you? And oh. he gives them the thumbs up. So he's like in cahoots with everybody by hooking up for free cable. Right. So I mean, it looks like these people, it, like these are a Klondike bar. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Well, what would they do for free cable? Uh, I mean, shit. Have you hey. ever had free cable? Like, I mean, or stolen cable? I I knew. I'm glad you brought this up, man. Because <laughs> there was uh, those three dudes who work for cable, and they also said, "Hey, tss, come here. What? You want free cable?" <laughs> yeah. My dad was like, "What did he say, mijo? Que si quieres cable gratis." Free. Let's talk. Pues no, sí, no. <laughs> no, it's funny. And there was cable guys like that out there in the yeah. 
now you can't do that because now it's all digital. But seriously, it was so funny because someone knew how to just, okay, well, you've got free cable. And then I would talk to friends. Oh, did, you, did you see this movie? Oh, yeah, I saw it last night. I was like, do you have cable? Oh, yeah, I've had it for three years. For free? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I got caught. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and you always knew somebody that, like, hey, you know, just pay the 150 I could get you a satellite and with a box and a card. And they would always, like, the card. And it was this card that would, they would slide into a slot. Actually, yeah, and you're would right. Give you're you right all about the, that. It would give you everything, all the t- cable channels, everything. And I remember once, like. For uh, 150 How did they come up with that, just that 150 Imagine, I don't you know. know, you know it's like, hey, how much? Because everyone said 150 you want if you want that box. And it will give you all these other satellites. Like uh, so just to keep uh, how do how do I say this like, cause it's like what if what if we get people listening like then next thing you know we're all getting arrested for stealing cable. So I'll I'll tell a story uh, uh allegedly that maybe that's safe right, <laughs> but there was uh I know uh they did they bought the box the satellite to get the whatever channels unlimited channels all right so now you could watch you know all the movies you want and not realizing that when you change the channels you get everything that includes you know the burn channels you know what i mean yeah you don't get the zigzaggy type of channels you'll see everything (laughs) yeah you'll see everything and at that point freaking uh a certain a certain yeah, yeah. someone was like, hey, and then from there, you could no longer watch the, the, the satellite. The 150 went down the trash and um, because of because uh, of those purple burn channels, man. <laughs> so exactly. see, I said I knew I never said I purchased. I said yeah, I exactly. knew three dudes. I, I just knew a I did, story. So. I'm too chicken. I'm too chicken. I, I know I'll get caught and shit. As soon as I eat yeah. 150 and two hours later, fucking FBI agents in my front door going, hey, like, hey did buy- you hear about devotional day? Yeah. <laughs> what? He got arrested for what? For fucking stealing cable, dude. The guy can't even afford cable, dude. <laughs> It's like stealing cable. Yeah, back in like 1996, no <laughs> cable, but they caught him today. He talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, man. Shit. No, I've been. I'm so clean, dude. I just. I don't even think. I'm clean. <laughs> he just wants to make it out there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm clean. Don't worry about it, uh, man. All right. You know the the one thing I like about this movie is the way that the the movie starts because this movie is very much about you know even though it's not really much like you see the life of like the cable guy in, in which he never gets a name. He always makes up names, but he's named the cable guy, but he gives himself these, these fake names, these aliases from all these TV shows he watched growing up. I love it. What, what's cool is like the opening shot is you see a TV. So you see a TV and you just see channels changing. So you, you know, this has to do with TV slash cable. And then it zooms out. And then you see Steven being like trying to change the channel. He's like, God damn, like, where's the cable guy? So like, it's, it's like a really cool establishing shot of the movie is just getting capturing the TV, showing the credits, and then it pulls out to the movie. So I always thought that was like a cool little, you know, shot. And then like, for me, like, like maybe you could help me understand this. Like I always thought the plot aspect of it. Cause like the plot real quickly, I'll give it to you guys. You know? Yeah. Uh, Steven is going through relationship troubles. He gets cable. His buddy, who is Jack Black, who's Rick, tells him, hey, give the guy 50 bucks. We'll give you free cable. He says, can you hook me on free cable? From that point, he tells him, like, all right, buddy, calls him buddy. Cable guy gets obsessed with him. What Doesn't want to leave his life. 
He causes issues and turmoil, gets so obsessed. He gets mad at him. He tries to get him back with this girl. He does help him back with this girl, but he wants to get rid of him, blah, 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 at the end of the story. it's all That's literally what happens in the movie. Okay, now the, the side plot to this movie, why does he get kicked out when he asked her to marry him? I mean, him to marry her. Like, I, I, I never understood that. I thought that was, like, weird. Because in, 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 our, in our lives... I mean, unless he was with her for like a month, like if I'm going to ask, I mean, in which I have, like I've been with her for a long time. So I know she's ready. So I know I'm going to ask her and I'm going to propose. He proposes to her and she kicks him out. Like, why? I don't understand that. Maybe she was like, wow, 11 years and just now get the hell out of here. <laughs> but what does she want it? Or she or she's just satisfied with like, eh, 11 you know years what? Ago. You will never understand that because we're not women. Yeah. So I think, you know, it can be anything. It can be, you know, you know what? I'm tired of you. No, I'm out. You're out. Yeah, because she goes out on a date. Exactly. Maybe she's tired of him. Yeah, she goes on a date. She goes out with that guy. Yeah, (laughs) with Owen Wilson. Yeah, I love it. I love that bathroom scene. That's my favorite part. Oh, really? When he's all beating the crap out of him? Yeah, sorry. It's violent. By the way, this movie is very violent. Yeah, it is. Hey, okay. So... All right, let's talk about okay. that bathroom scene. All right, the bathroom scene. So there's there's the guy who who's like the what? Because every club that I went to, like those dance clubs, there's always that guy, the the bathroom attendant. There we go. Which, to me, I always tip those guys always because yeah. they're there smelling your shit. Exactly. Okay, come on, guys. I mean, I I, I you got it. Some guys will go go in there. Sorry, I just cut you off, and they wouldn't even give. I'm like, dude, really. Yeah, it's a public service announcement. You could cut me off, bro, because they sh- you should be tipping this guy. You're in there, you know, you're freaking doing your poop, and that guy's standing there just smelling away, man. So give him a buck. He, he, can, have a buck. A, he can have all the perfect cologne, but no, your ass smells like mierda, and <laughs> no cologne could ever cover that. Yeah, so 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 tip the man. So he, yes. So the cable guy goes in, tips him, sends yeah, him out. Yeah, I love it. He's like, have you had a break? Yeah. And he just nods. And he takes a 20. For 20! Back <laughs> yeah. then it was a lot of money, so he takes off. And then, go ahead. And then Owen Wilson, Robin's date, who doesn't have a name, he goes in there and he starts to use the urinal. So, freaking cable guy starts having a conversation with him, and then he gets weirded out. So, I'm assuming he stops midstream, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you think he didn't start peeing yet? No, because that's something I would do because I remember that scene and I'd be like, yeah, if I had a guy fucking bother me, like, okay, hey, what's up, dude? And he goes, hey, can I help you today? What's going on? What are you going to do today? How is the day? And they're like, dude, let me piss. You know, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go take the stall then. I mean, yeah. the, the, go in there and, and <laughs> go in there and then boom, he pops him. And you're like, oh my God. But what I'm trying to say is, do you think that when he went into the stall, he had enough time to unzip Finish? his pants and pull? No, not or. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, I don't think so. I, I don't think he did had no time to pull down his pants and his. And, and you know, Mr. Happy to go. Okay. The reason why, because I always wondered, did That's he have weird. Piss, piss water? That's the thing. Because what does he do? He gets his head and dunks it in the toilet. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I always wondered, was there piss in that toilet? Oh, yeah. 
I, you know, did I did pee in it. No, he did pee because that's the disgusting part about that. I mean, it, it doesn't show that he pissed or you don't. Did you? I got to go back to that part. Did we hear the water? The piss hit the you water. You don't hear the water. That's one of those movies where I guess they decided not to play the pee, but that's why. Yo, yo, but but see, that's the thing. Look, look about this movie that they took a lot of those parts out and then they re-edited like a re-release because they were so like graphic or disgusting for that time, which makes it weird because now everything is up. Uh, now everything is up in the open where you yeah. have the internet, you can see anything now. So, I mean, the, that's what I'm saying. It was comedy violent that way where you see Jim Carrey just smashing his hand in the water. Yeah, but he does it funny because he starts dancing. He's yeah, all, yeah, like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, he's like, la, la, yeah. la. <laughs> I love it. I love his he, mustache. I love his mustache and just yeah, the outfit. His little porn stash. And, <laughs> and then he put, the, like, the, like, I know how disgusting his bathroom are. And then he puts his mouth on, like, the oh, air. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, oh, like, I, yeah. Obviously, that, that bathroom is clean. They clean it up. But still, oh, that's disgusting. Dude, can, you like, imagine, can you imagine today with COVID-19 putting uh, your mouth in that blower? Oh, you're dead right there. Just oh. There is some stupid guy when it was first coming out who filmed himself as like being like f this this isn't real it's a hoax and he licked the toilet seat and he got covid19 oh, from it stupid like yeah, I've, seen, I, I've seen other people do that i mean i seriously i mean on on youtube idiots yeah. idiots yeah so for that that i mean obviously they cleaned it for the movie but that's disgusting but it's a good scene he beats the crap out of him all because he's trying to help steven and if you've i remember the one thing for those of you who You'll, you won't see this anymore. But when I watched it on HBO, that scene when he's talking to Robin on the date always looked weird to me. And the reason being is because this movie, the way it was shot, how it's shot on film and how it's supposed to be projected is on a widescreen format. Well, when I watched it back in a kid in 96, 97, I would watch it on the typical boob tube. So it's a full screen format. So every time they were talking, the camera... It wouldn't, it, it looked like it was if it was panning left and right. It did some weird thing, but what that was, it was called pan and scan. So what they would do is in the editing, in the post-production, they would create a thing where the the, it, the screen, they would manually pan it to the left and pan it to the right. So you could see, catch the whole shot. So every time she talked, it panned to her. Every time he talked, it would pan to him. And it looked so weird. And I always thought that was weird. Like, what the hell is this? But the reason and why is because it was TV. When I watched it, and this is the first time I watched it in years as an adult, I saw the full formatted widescreen shot. So I was uh -huh. like, ah, I'm like, it, it's obviously it's gone. I'm like, oh, I've never seen it like this. I've always seen it the old way. Wow. So if you've ever seen it years ago, yeah, that's how yeah, it's yeah. gonna look if if but you know most people won't see that but it's just something that i've always noticed <clears throat> you know um another thing of uh about this movie um adam sandler was considered for the role did you know that no where did you see that i'm reading it from uh the information i uh you know i got here <laughs> oh but yeah. you know what may maybe because originally it says here adam sandler was yeah. considered for the role as well as uh, Chris Farley. Well, see, that's the thing, because that's where I, where I was getting confused. It was originally, this was specifically written for Chris Farley. Right. So the original, the, the writer, the, the, uh, he wrote this with Chris Farley in mind. Uh, he couldn't do it because Chris Farley, 
was you know freaking he was busy with um i don't know what he was busy with what movie no yeah he was uh doing well he was also you know keep in mind these guys were on top of their game during that time so they were negotiating left and right this was their time to make that 20 million not that chris farley was making 20 million but he was gaining popularity in the movie where he was like wow from two million i can make an extra two million more you know back in the day for them yeah so right here it possibly based on he did tommy boy in 95 and black sheep in 96 yeah which tommy boy became huge and i think that's when they the studio say no we want you to do some more tommy boys because it's become yeah and black sheep was 96 this uh the cable guy was released in 96 so he was probably just busy going back and forth from tommy boy to black sheep and then also doing Saturday Night Live. Right, so it's right. probably like he's like, ah, my schedule my schedule is so hectic, I have to pull out. So, but imagine what like I I was like for me, celebrities have died, and and there's been like people like I've known, like where it's like David Bowie when he died, or Prince, like people just fucking I've known that were sad and cried, were depressed. Like, but for me. Like the one that made me that touched me, like oh my, all oh, that fucking sucks was Chris Farley. I love Chris Farley. Like growing up, he was like one of my favorites. So when he passed away, that bummed me out. So like knowing Farley, if he would have been in this movie, like obviously, oh it dude, been a different it would have a total. I think amazing. it would have been amazing. Chris Farley has so much talent, you know. Um, for me, growing up, and he, he was also you know big screen and small screen with John Ritter because I, I love Three's Company. Yeah. John Ritter is so funny because he used, like, I like comedians who use not just their face expressions, their whole entire body. He was a physical comedian. Yeah. And Jim, uh, John Ritter was like, uh, check that out if you guys are. Who's John Ritter? John Ritter through his company. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, and same thing with Chris Farley. It's just sad that, you know, you know, Chris Farley, man, another talent. I mean, that guy was just. Hell yeah, man. I, yeah, Chris Farley was amazing. So like I, I like the the version I would love to see of the cable guy would yeah. be Chris Farley as the cable guy and David Spade as Steven. Oh, <laughs> he dude, gets cable and he's obsessed oh. with this. dude. That would have been imagine, an imagine yeah. Chris Farley. Ah! Going yeah. crazy and shit. <laughs> oh man! And then yeah, dude, like, I got chills just you saying that. That's how I'm a fan of those two together. The chemistry yeah. together on them. It's fucking hell. I'm telling you, in an alternate universe, that exists. That movie exists mm. where Chris Farley and David Spade are in the cable guy. Uh, it would have been amazing, it. like seeing David Spade, the type, like just we know how they work. We saw them in two movies together yeah. and, and a, a bunch of skits in Saturday Night Live. So to see both of them in Fuck. the exact same role, like, I mean, in this movie, the cable guy. Let me ask you, yeah. do you think, do you think those two compared to Adam Sandler? Uh-huh. Adam Sandler, he was big. I mean, look, he he does tributes to Chris Farley because they yeah. grew up. They did Saturday Night Live. But what do you think of those two chemistry? Of Adam Sandler and who? And 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 uh, what's Farley. This? And no, not Farley. The other guy, David um, Spade. David Spade. Um, I mean, I enjoy it, but it's so completely different. You right. Know? Like it's it's different. We're like like I feel like like David Spade and Chris Farley connect like a puzzle, and then. At, Adam Sandler and Chris Farley, like uh, almost, you guys are funny together, but it doesn't really, am I right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not at the same level, honestly, because right. it's okay. like, and even when you hear the stories, like, like 
because he's talked about it throughout the years. You could literally go up, I mean, go on YouTube and just type David Spade, Chris Farley, or anything like that, and you'll see videos, not just them two together, but you'll see him throughout the years doing interviews, like if when he's on Howard Stern, and he'll tell stories about Farley, and just them telling the stories makes me laugh, man, and just knowing how the way Farley was. So the, to see the relationship of David Spade and Adam Sandler, it's completely different. Like, because Chris Farley was crazy. He was out there. We saw how he was every single time. He was a freaking rock star. And when you see Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler is very, he's not as crazy. I know we see him do that, you know, that type. I've had enough of that. Yeah, but he's not like that usually. He's very, I, by, the, by the way, speaking of, I mean, I saw the new, his movie, gems or no what is it called that one oh um i know what you're talking about yeah gems. oh gems dude, dude hidden gems right is it hidden yes. gems? yeah dude i couldn't i couldn't i watched it my girlfriend was almost like ready to have the anxiety that movie gave everyone us everyone keeps was... saying that i haven't but, seen it yet but everyone keeps saying that it was too fast in your face uh, like i'm sorry we're talking getting out of, the, out of the subject but but i mean so, but does he do the <laughs> oh dude if he did forget it he could have got an oscar for that right <laughs> or whatever he does. <laughs> yeah, his... <laughs> like, all right well, all right <laughs> i wanted to say nothing about this film oh, yeah my, what was it it uh... I know I have all these notes, but it's like, how can you get but, to everything? And the people are like, why aren't you using the notes, pendejos? <laughs> <laughs> no, because we're just spontaneous. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Look, like you said, we talk about these movies and they bring up other topics that these movies, um, well, they bring these topics up because yeah. they have like, all these. If you're looking for a review, you're not going to ever get a review from us. We're always just going to talk about the film itself and what it what it makes us feel, what it makes us think, what we're questions not, got we're not, we're, we're not yeah, we're not critics. We're just people, ordinary people who watch these films and we just give you a story of how we feel and what they have these movies have impacted our life if yeah. and if they have impacted. Impacted yes or not. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Does that make sense? Exactly. We're not I mean we're we are uh, experienced people, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, this film is fun. I actually watched it again, and that's what I'm saying. I was like, "Whoa, oh, this was pretty dark." That's why I didn't catch it. Like my girlfriend was like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "She loves." She was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." She hasn't seen it. She's 29, so I get to share these movies with her. But how did she miss that the first time? <laughs> she was a, she was only six when this came out. Oh my god! Yeah, but this movie's been around <laughs> for years. It's Jim Carrey too. She's she's look. She's she's getting, dude. Think about it. There's so much material that I'm just sharing. You know I mean, what? Depeche Mode brought us together. That's what's cool about my relationship with her because I lived it, and then I'm like the dude, like well, back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, you know we had cassettes. That I think that is cool. Like, see, with my girlfriend, like, she loved this movie. Like, she loves it. Like, when I was telling her that we're going to be recording this episode, like, we just started having a huge discussion about The Cable Guy. And she was filling me in stuff that I didn't know. And I was like, and she loves this movie. And more so, like, the, the movie itself, like, where she'll quote things, know the scenes, the plots, so on and oh, so that's forth. that's fun. See, that's fun. For, for you... You have something different, and I would, and I, I feel like that that's also cool because 
you have someone who hasn't seen like, all right, let's just say the cable guy. She hasn't seen the cable guy. So you get to introduce her to someone, something. So you get to sit there and you get to like kind of glance over and see like, oh, what is she going to think about this scene? What does she think of this? And so you get to like have that freedom of being like, like imagine knowing someone and being like, here, I'm going to sit here and you're going to listen to Black Celebration for the first time with me. Like having that, that, that moment, like, and that's freaking cool. And you have that when it comes to these movies where it's like, you know, it's not like, oh, this girl, she's 18. So she was way too young. No, she's already going to be 30 but obviously when she was young she didn't see these films so you get to introduce no you know let me me, one thing about my girlfriend my girlfriend's uh she's a amazing hairstylist yeah Uh, and uh her parents were growing up in the 80s so she her first concert was prince oh that's freaking awesome (laughs) yes uh, what was it? What con? No, I, it was a concert when he was. Um, well, no, she was. would have been way too young for Purple Rain. No, 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 no it wasn't Purple Rain. It was, it was later, later, like you know, albums. Well, Is think that the one when I would like- say, I would say she was her first concert was in her early, she was 18, 19, so I don't know whenever that was, but I, I mean, as far as what album or what what prince was doing during that time but when i when i met her she was like oh yeah i know first of all i knew she liked depeche mode so that was cool because that's how we met and then i started to learn her playlist and all that and she said prince was her first concert i was like oh yeah you're cool (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) uh you know so so and and i like it because i get to learn a lot about her she loves and i'm learning about a lot about anime and Japanese art and film and as well as, you know, other things in music. So it's, yeah. it's cool to kind of bounce things. Like that. For me, it's the 80s and all these movies like this movie, The Cable Guy, and then get to see her input. Some of these movies are very offensive for this generation too. Like, oh my God, they say that, that, this should, that shouldn't be allowed, which I'm learning too. Like the freedom we used to have back in the 90s compared to what, we're, what we, we have left uh, during these times and the freedom as far as like, you know, in any topic, uh, I'm noticing that a lot of people are very offensive, offended by certain things, you know, especially with like comedians. And now they're, you know, it's different, man. It's like, it's just now, it's, uh, I think what's happening is a lot of people are not being open-minded for the arts and they get offended right away. I don't know if now just talking about some other stuff, but <laughs> you know, but it's the reality, yeah. but see, that's what I'm saying. Movies, uh, create those kind of topics when we talk about it. How'd that make you feel? I really like that character because maybe so-and-so blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, well then. Here's an example of that. Um, the other day we started watching Demolition Man. You know Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes and, and Sylvester Stallone, right? Where they get yeah, frozen wow. with Sandra Bullock. Remember that movie? Yeah, oh okay. my God. So, so, let, let, so perfect example about like people getting offended or, or just things that are like, like would be seen differently today. That's actually what I'm trying to say. Like, right, like, right. And I, I watched this and I was like, God damn, like if, the, if you couldn't do this today. So there's a scene where Wesley Snipes' character, he goes to a museum because he wants to go get the guns. All the guns and everything from the past are kept in the museum. So when he there, when he's in the museum, there's a tour going through and there's all these kids and, and they're like walking by and they start speaking and I believe it's, it's probably Japanese. They're talking in Japanese. And Wesley Snipes' character looks over and he goes, ching chong chong chong, ching chong chong. And he laughs. And I was like, 
oh shit like it when i was young it didn't i just watched that they didn't occur to me in any way but seeing it now i was like holy fuck like that is like god damn that is oh, racist no well well you can go way back you can go way back to the cartoons man there's a lot of well, yeah of course some of the cartoons but when we were when we were little kids like you see it and you think that's just the norm because that's what they do in in cartoons back in the day like I, right. I, it, it, right. didn't, it didn't hit me like you know but more more so now as as you as we're older and we learn and we understand yeah, exactly. we're like how wrong and that is so that's what i'm saying like when it comes to like certain things like that wouldn't fly today like at all like you see that scene and i saw that and i was like what the fuck like i'm shocked that's in there it's like but that you know it's a movie of its time it well, was in the 90s it's yeah, like and plus well, yeah. also too i guess you could play it off like he's from the past so he's an asshole like that anyways and he's in the future so he's not gonna know the ways it's very that movie's a austin powers is a remake of demolition man honestly that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, the exact right. same thing. How did you put it? You're right. It is it's rude. It's in your face. You don't give. A, you know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So yeah. I'll All do- right. So so we we do have to get back to the movie because I know um, for me I'm actually on a time frame. Uh, yeah. Because I, I gotta work. take. I gotta go take Sammy, my Australian Shepherd, grooming. All right. So, I mean, you know, all right. So we're going to run out of time here, ladies and gentlemen, but trust me for those of you, because I do this sometimes when I listen to podcasts and I'm like, man, they left this out or they didn't even bring this up or they didn't say this. Trust me. There's a lot of stuff that like, I know there's a lot of trivia about this movie. uh, And I could quickly go down. Like, honestly, like, like Judd Apatow produced this movie. He wanted to direct it. They told him no. Um, you know, so he actually ref, uh, ended up saying, what, what about Ben Stiller? Cause he worked with Ben Stiller on the Ben Stiller show. It was created by him. And then, you know, we saw everybody from the Ben Stiller show come out, you know, you had Andy Dick, Janine Garofalo, yeah, Bob got paychecks. Hey, you want a paycheck? Come over here. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it, you also saw Bill Murray's brother. He's playing basketball. It's Joe Murray. He's right there with them in the basketball scene. Like that's like, why it's so crazy to watch this film. You're like, Oh fuck. Everybody's on this film. It's exactly. Like- <laughs> you know, <laughs> you also had like other people like he was a writer on the Ben Stiller show, David Cross. You know, you saw him in this like it's just like it, it was cool. To he bring, you know, he brought all his friends. But there's a lot of stuff that I, I want to talk about. But we're running now. Like the main important question, how does the cable guy get to Steven in the very beginning? Steven calls the cable company. So how was it that the cable guy intercepted the call? How did all of this begin? What did he do? Like, did he actually see the cable guy outside and he stopped him and say, no, 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 don't worry about it. Or he pretend he was Steven said, I'm good. Like, where was the interception that allowed the cable guy to enter his world? He called the cable guy. There's no way the cable guy would have known this. Right. So how did how did how did that happen? That That's what, the one question I, I wish they would have shown a scene, something where it would have, it would have showed us like the cable guy show up and he fought, or maybe he has like a, a police scanner, but it's devoted to the cable company. So <laughs> any calls coming in, he'll hear them. And then he goes there. Who knows? Like, I mean, he did work for the cable company beforehand. So, well, it's like anyone who works from a, I mean, you've heard stories of people who work for the technology companies and all that, and then they go out and do their own thing because they know the ins and outs and how to be secretive, especially with cable and the technology like that. Anybody can, a hacker, you know, look at all these hackers. The hackers yeah. are the ones who work for these companies and they hack into their own system. So, so maybe yeah. think about something like that. I mean, it's. 
Well, That's he does I, ask him the. Well, I mean, he does ask him the question, but when he starts talking to him and oh, he yeah. mentions like, "Oh, you're going to break up with your girlfriend. You got you got kicked out." He's like, "How do you know?" Or whatever. And he mentions, "Well, I saw the change of address. Your name was on this location, but now right. you are here." Yeah. So obviously, he dug into him. But again, we never saw that. Like, I wish, I wish you did. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is it was it was improvised. It was the part where he gets they're at medieval times and he gets the chicken. Oh skin yeah, dude. Yeah, he puts the chicken skin. And he goes, silence of the lambs. And he laughs. And if you look at Matthew Broderick, you could see from the side, he starts laughing, in which that's what happens because it was it was improvised and they start laughing. So when Jim Carrey kind of breaks a bit, that's that's real. Ben Stiller loved it so much, he left it in the movie. That's my favorite scene. What's your favorite scene? Well, actually, is that one and the bathroom scene? But then one thing about that scene. Yeah, the the it in that scene. Did you know that Matthew was allergic to horses? So yes, he during that filming, he said he he had to like, like just hold his his sneezing, and he said by the end of that time, he was like just. But <laughs> yeah, that is a hilarious hilarious scene, and it's funny to kind of like he was allergic to horses and yeah. did that scene. And I thought that was cool. Like he, you see, because he was trying to be his friend, trying to help him out, because he truly cared about Stephen. He was trying to get him back with this girl. Yeah. What What caused the issue was, like, and he again, he didn't know because he's not socially like, like he doesn't know how to have relationships with people. So he's thinking like, oh. I'll get him a, a prostitute. It'll be fine. Like he, right. he think it'll be awesome. You know, he's a dude. He's a dude. And then what happens when he finds out? He's like, "You get me, I'll get you next time," or whatever. He's like, <laughs> "He's like, I paid or whatever." And he's like, "What? That was a prostitute?" And he kicks him out with orange juice in hand. He's like, you know, and it's just like that's what causes the whole issues. And he tries to help him out. He doesn't want to do anything like that. Um, it's cool that he tried fixing them back together. So I like that. Like, you know, it leads to first the bathroom. So he gets rid of the date and then he goes and visits her. And now when he visits her, what, what do you think happened here? Remember when he's in the vent and he looks through the vent and he sees her and she's undressing. Do you think he stayed there a while and watched her fully get naked or just for like a bit and he kept moving? Mm. I would like to say you kept moving. Oh, okay. Because when she's done and she's walking in, putting on her sweater, he comes down and he's like, Ooh, that was hot up there or whatever. And then I was oh, yeah, like, yeah. and I was like, did he watch her fully get naked? Or is that just him saying that? Like, but he was like a gentleman, <laughs> you know? Of course. I'm the gentleman. I would just say no. Yeah. Just, well, Ooh, it's hot up there. Who muy caliente, muy caliente. Right. <laughs> and then uh the next scene is um where He's finally he's he was working things out because of the cable guy and Robin. He tells her all these things. She calls him up. He's like, oh, you know, I want to. Uh, he's like, thank you. He's like, thank you for what you got me cable. Yeah, I did that. Blah, blah, blah. And then his buddy, you know, Jack Black walks in. He's like, all right, we're going to go see Soundgarden. Woo. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> man, I got a bail on you. And I'm like, I thought that was fucked up, bro. Like he bought tickets. They're supposed to go to a concert and he flat out bails on them. And imagine if he can't find anybody to go. That right there at the time was like 45 bucks down the drain. Well, I, it's happened to me. Oh, that sucks, bro. It's happened to you. No, it's never happened to you? No, nah, not, with, not with concert tickets. Uh, some people, back in the, you know, I mean, I went to a lot of concerts, man. So sometimes, yeah. hey, I got two t- tickets for Duran Duran. Oh, I had tickets. Let's put it this way. I had two tickets for Duran Duran. Okay. And, uh, and my girlfriend at the time, 
she just like totally dogged me. Like she just did not want to go. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell am I going to do? And so I, I went to the concert, my first concert by yeah. myself. I enjoyed it. And it was the best concert. And I said, I will always enjoy going to a concert by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. Thank you for that experience. Yeah. There you go, man. <laughs> That's cool. Um, freaking what, what, what time frame was it when you saw them? Wow, that was 90s, 90, uh, I would say 93, 94. 93, oh, okay, so was that the wedding album? Yes, and they were touring uh, Terrence, Terrence Terrence, Darby? Yeah, Terrence Trent, oh, Wishing Well. Wishing Well. Dude, amazing voice. He he opened up for them. Really? Yeah, and then I saw another concert of Duran Duran at the Forum, both concerts at the Forum. Yeah. And I saw... Erasure opened up for Duran Duran. What? That was that was a, that was a strange behavior '87 tour. Yeah. yeah. Damn. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The the, the Duran Duran fans would kill me. '87 um, was big thing. I would say. Oh man, I, I think in '90s. I think, but it was. I mean, I saw those concerts at the Forum, and uh, cool. Yeah. So, all right. So then that means they, okay. So then they played like their main hits at the time with Ordinary World and Come Undone because those were from that time frame. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they obviously played the hits. Yeah. Cause in the 90s, oh, of course. They, had you have, they had that Dur- album. Yeah. Duran Duran always plays the hits. You got to, you play the new are, stuff and then, and then you play the hits and then you're, everybody's happy. Same thing. See, like and that's country. why, like, imagine, like we said, Time Machine traveling back in time when we said the 80s. We're, we're not seeing like Depeche Mode today playing those songs of the past. If we traveled back in time, we'd be seeing them when those albums were released. And because that would be my thing. Seeing all these bands that I love in concert at the time, big, like that'd be amazing. No, but but see, I had that experience. So the album yeah, you did, that you, <laughs> I, I know, huh? I would hear them on K Rock with Richard Blade, and I would see Richard Blade's uh, uh, show on yeah. TV, and I would see Depeche Mode, and I would like, dude, I, you know, it just takes me back. I, I live that, you know, like the whole yeah. ticket ticket buying process. Anyways. All right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the time frame. Damn. I'm like, that's why I'm, I'm like just going down my stuff because I don't want it to be where like I wrote all this stuff and we didn't talk about it. All right. The, when, when he goes, when he's going to visit his family and the cable guy is there and they start playing the game, could you play that porno password with your mom? <laughs> no. <laughs> Same here. Um, my mom is so uptight. There's no way in hell I can play my that mom, game. My mom, my mother has a sense of humor, but then I got to respect her too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a certain point. There's certain jokes I can tell my mom, and in a certain way, I was like, nah, that's not my mom's taste. So I don't no, know. Just, yeah, I was just raised. I was just raised that way. <laughs> I like no way could I say tit nipple, <laughs> or I, or I guess the last one was supposed to be clit. As a kid, I didn't know what the hell he was referring. Imagine, to. and they're ten times worse in Spanish. Yes, yeah, because that, yeah, you guys would have been playing it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Teta verga o. I stopped because it already sounds nasty. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're gonna they're gonna replay that one. Hey, replay those two nasty words, Freddie. Just said in Spanish. 
<laughs> um, the de- uh, the dream sequence that that Steven has with the cable guy, where he has like the those cool green contacts. Yeah. That part's scary, uh, dude. That dude, looks I, good. I love that part. Actually, I'm gonna use that as a loop. But remember, he's like, "I'm gonna gag." He's running, and it just looks. Yeah. All- Jim Carrey looks really good. I mean, he looks. I mean, very young there too. I mean, yeah, the- but he looks scary. Like that yeah. scene truly does look scary. Yeah, that, I that's love what I'm that saying. Scene. That's yeah. the most like that's like the dark scene of that movie. That part, I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's like I, the the way the lighting was and the eyes just like the eyes and highlight. Then yeah, chasing I, I the chain, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and then afterwards, he gets the phone call from from the cable guy, and he's on the phone. And me and my friends used to do that back in the day. We're like, hold on, I got call waiting. Oh, everybody did it. We used to do that shit all the time. And- da, 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 da. Hello, hey, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Freddie, stop to- doing that. Are you going to take me out? Uh, hold on. <laughs> Freddy, I know that's you. Stop. Hello, I test the most on ustedes. Un momento, por favor. Ding. Oh man, I love that. And then the cool. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing that now. Yeah, just anytime you don't want to talk, just hold on, operator. Like I gotta break this call or whatever. I got call waiting. But I'm gonna do it in Spanish. La 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 la. <laughs> and then the cool spider that crawls across his face right there. The, oh the yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I, were, I see. Yeah. Wait, no, go on. What happened? I, I get those in the. I always see them in the showers. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Once when I was at, at working, I this was in '98. No, '99, '98. I was working at Taco Bell, so I don't know what year it was. And I was I was ringing someone up, some mom and her little kid. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you want the Taco Bell, the burrito, blah blah blah. And out of nowhere, I feel something go down across my face, like crawl down across my face. I was like, what the hell? It was literally a spider, a daddy long legs came Ooh. down from the top and oh. literally landed on my forehead and crawled down my face to my chin <gasps> and continue going down. Oh, like, the fuck? and the mom is just looking at me like the hell. <laughs> oh, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, holy shit, it's fucking spider. Uh, so I, when I saw that scene, I forgot about that scene. But when I saw it, it took me right back again. It takes us back. So uh, last thing <laughs> at the very end is when they have that awesome fight scene on the giant dish. Uh, Jim Carrey wanted to die. He said he should be sacrificed because the way they film it, it looks like Jim Carrey ends up dying. Right. But in reality, like, but no one else wanted that. They're like, nah. And they, like, so obviously he survived the fall, but he was supposed to die. So, so yeah, so that's everything about the movie. Any final thoughts about the film, Freddie? No, it's a nice roller coaster ride. I think uh, you'll yeah. enjoy it. Uh, me rewatching it, kind of, I enjoyed it again too because, like I guess, I'm a big fan of Jim Carrey, and I now I understand that dark side of him because I've seen yeah. him now, and I enjoyed it this time. At first, I was like confused, like whoa, you know, but uh, this time I, I was like, oh, this, this is cool. This is, I like it. Yeah, it's it's a great film. So if you guys have never seen it and you want to see a good Jim Carrey movie, check it out. Early days, you know, a lot of people know Tropic Thunder, directed by Ben Stiller. Well, go and see one of his early films. And this one right here, freaking, you know, The Cable Guy. So check it out. And when you watch it and you're a fan of Chris Farley, imagine him in the role. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And everybody's on this film, so you'll recognize people if you're yeah. a film goer like us. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy. Wow, how young they look now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do, you know, song of the week. And I, I felt like I've probably done this song before, but who cares? We've been through so many episodes. I'm going to, it might be a repeat. But I, I had to think, what what song would best fit this movie? What song would, would relate? So I, I'm going to not do a 96 song when the movie came out. No, I'm going to pick a movie Freddie mentioned the year earlier, 1984. This song is Animotion's Obsession. Uh, it's, it's the number one. Yeah. It, yeah it, what other song could be used? I mean, there has there probably is. But for me, I think the song Obsession uh, though it sounds like it's a girl and a guy or whatever, because she says, what do I have to do for, for you to sleep with me? So it has nothing. It's just a friendship nowadays, obsession. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays it doesn't matter. It's just an obsession of, yeah. you know, good choice. So, so the obsession is a 1983 song covered in 84 by the group on emotion. It was a number one hit number. No, it hit number six in the United States and number five in the United Kingdom uh the song it's uh it's on a b-side of turnaround by them i love this song for those of you who uh played grand theft auto vice city back in the early days of 2002 this song was featured in that game so sometimes you could be playing a, a you know a certain mission and you had to go and kill a bunch of people and this song was playing in your car and that's the one thing i loved about this this song a lot of people were introduced to this but yeah it's a it's a great song i love it you know it's 80s it's the type of like 80s that i, I enjoy i know freddie's a fan of all 80s and if you just look at their album the way they look it's like it's it's hardcore 80s. that's what that's just for us it's happy it's fun it's a great song. One of the stories I remember from a, a time when they used to do a show called Bands Reunited. I don't even know if you remember that show. Yeah, I well, do. They, they did it with this with, with these guys. And one of the guys, uh, he said he was currently, uh, I think he was either a carpenter or a painter, something. And he was at someone's house and he was just doing his day job because they were still trying to make it. And then it, the music video popped up on the TV and he's like, oh, shit, like, that's that's me. And then the lady of the house looks at the TV and looks at him It's like, well, what the hell are you doing here? Like, why are you doing this type of job? Like, shouldn't you be rich and famous and shit like that? So I always thought that was a cool story. But yeah, so that's going to be song of the week this week and emotions obsession. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Please uh, make sure to give us our some reviews. Uh, go on on. Um, I was going to say Netflix what the fuck? on Apple Podcasts. We're not there yet. Yeah, like, subscribe, and then also please review, leave us comments, everything. And yeah, so so there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Normally I close out the show, but I thought just like the beginning, I'm going to pass it over to Freddie and he's going to close us out. Well, thank you very much for this session of your craziness here with Freddie and, and, and Santos. Santos. Thank you very much. This is 88 miles per hour podcast. Now let's travel back to the future. Mamonos.
that. No. There ain't no body doubles in this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so for clearing you that up. So Thank just you. Just want to clear up because I know people will be like, "You guys are dumb. You don't oh, know man. nothing. You don't know nothing." Especially the Freddy guy, man. Yeah, man. We go back to more like the best nada. You know, like, okay. this guy, man. He's still he's a faker. Eh? He's yeah. A faker. <laughs> yeah, that's what they would say. <laughs> faker, man. Mr. 80s, he's not 80s. He's, he's not lady. He's not even. He's not even. He wasn't even born. That guy is a liar. Yeah, he's like he's probably like 13, man. Come on. <laughs> this has been a Brothers Bear Network production.